We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. What's up, everybody? I'm Sarah. I'm Shauna. I'm Sam. And I'm Bobby. And this is Speaking of Missing Persons. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Speaking of Missing Persons, and welcome to the new listeners. Before we get started on today's story, a little bit of business. Um, Go check out our other podcasts. We have two other podcasts, Speaking of Murder and Speaking of Hauntings, and if you like this, you'll probably like those, so go check them out. You can find them wherever you found this, and uh, make sure you're hopping on there today after you hear this episode, or even right now. Pause it. Go give us five stars, leave a review, leave a comment, and come back and finish the episode. If you want to see photos related to today's case, you can find those on our Instagram, at Missing Murdered Haunted, and check out our Facebook, Missing Murdered Haunted Podcast. So, now that said, Shauna, tell us about a missing person. Missing person. It is just one this week. Just one? Just one. Okay. And it is... Slightly strange. It's kind of strange. Today, we are going to be talking about a younger, uh, young adult. Her name was Tammy Mahoney. All right. A 19-year-old Tammy Mahoney and her boyfriend lived on Lenox Avenue in Oneida, New York. She attended the University of New York Morrisville campus in 1979 for one year. While there, she studied husbandry. Her dream was to become a veterinarian. Tammy wouldn't ever go back to school, though, because the last time she would be, would ever be seen again would be hitchhiking near Glenwood Shopping Center in Oneida on Route 46 at 7.45 a.m. on May 8th, 1981. Okay, I'm going to stop you there for just a second. Do we want to kind of explain what husbandry is? Because I feel like there's a large chunk of people that don't oh, really understand what that term means. I do. I did have to look it up, but I feel like Sarah would be better to explain it. Husbandry is basically how to yeah, like how the... to take care of animals. Usually, I would say that kind of husbandry that she's going into is going to be more of like farm animals then it is going to be dogs and cats. And it's really just taking, like, feeding them, cleaning them, how to take care of their skin, their hair, things like that. It's, and yeah, I would say that's more of a large animal kind of a deal. If she was going to school specifically for that, it was probably for large animals. I would assume so. Okay, sorry. 
No, you're fine because I did have to look it up, but I just got the general gist of it and then stepped aside. So on May 8th, her plans were to go to Hamilton, New York that evening to see friends. Police have a feeling she might have been picked up by a group of guys and taken to a party on the Oneida Indian Nation Territory, which spans 32 acres along Route 46. Okay. And we're in the AM? Yeah. This is in the morning. Okay. Tammy's boyfriend filed a missing persons report on May 11th, 1981. That would be three days after she vanished. This was probably because this wasn't the first time she had gone missing. But Tammy would normally return not long after doing so. Okay, hold on. So, how old is she again? 19. She's 19. Do we know if she still lives at home with her parents at that point? No, she lives with her boyfriend in an apartment. Gotcha. So then it makes sense that he would be the one to report her. Yeah. Okay. In fact, the longest she had ever gone missing before this time in 1981 was 18 days. Oh, so she would just up and take off. Right. But I feel like the reason that that would happen is because she didn't have a car. Does that make sense? Should she hitch a ride somewhere and then be stuck there? Yeah, pretty much. That's That's how it sounds. The week before her disappearance, she had quit her job as a groom at Vernon Downs. Now, Vernon Downs is a race tra- a horse racetrack, and a groom basically takes care of the horses, feeds, bathes, all of that stuff. Just so we're clear, I also had to look that up. I wonder why they're called a groom and not a groomer. Well, because I think they're doing more than just... Cleaning them. Cleaning them. Like, like I feel like they're well, doing like their shoes, their feedings. They're their... called a groom because of the husbandry. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That was, a, I'm not going to lie. That was a really good dad joke right there. I'm pushing this microphone away now. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I'll be here all week. She put in an application to the Oneida Daily Dispatch saying she quit Vernon Downs because it was too far from her house, her apartment. Tammy hadn't told anyone she had quit her job as a groom, but still got up every day pretending to go to work. I'm sure the bride knew. Just keep talking, Samantha. (laughs) I mean, Trauma. I'm trying not to laugh because it was a little funny. I was looking at Samantha. (laughs) It was a little funny, okay. (sighs) So I'm trying not to laugh. Because her job was so far away from her home, if she couldn't find a ride to work, she would often hitchhike, which is probably why she would go missing for a couple days at a time. And it sounds dangerous as shit. It's a different time. It was a a sketchy way to get back and forth to work. Also around this time, her and her boyfriend were moving, and she had left everything she had behind in boxes, even her toothbrush. Okay, so she left everything. She disappeared and has none of her belongings. None of them. They're all packed away because I think they were, they were moving within the month of May. Tammy's family on Long Island, New York, would say she wouldn't just leave without telling somebody that they were always in touch and close to her relationship-wise. So 
from that, I take it, even if she didn't tell her boyfriend where she was going and would go missing, someone in her family would know. So even the 18 days she was gone, somebody in her family knew she was gone? I don't know the answer to that. Okay. I mean, maybe. Maybe she just didn't want to tell her boyfriend things. I could see it. I mean, if I wanted to disappear, I would still tell you to, but probably not tell Michael, even though he would find me anyway. I would have faith that he would absolutely find you. Oh, he would. Police searched a building that had burnt down on May 11th that was located on Lenox Avenue after getting a tip that her body was inside of it when it happened, but nothing ever came of that. So that would ultimately be their first search for her. At some point throughout the years, Tammy's disappearance was changed to a possible homicide. They assumed she was murdered for whatever reason. In uh, November 1981, police took dogs through the woods around Onondaga because they got a tip, but again, they never found anything. I don't know how close those two places are related, Oneida and Onondaga. As of May 2000, investigators think whoever picked her up might have gang-raped her before murdering her. Well, at the house party in Oneida, so. I mean, is there any, what led them to that? Because that seems like kind of random if they're like, you know what? It was probably gang related. So the way that this. Not gang related. No, she was just gang raped, meaning just multiple dudes just had their way with her at the same time. At the same time. But the way, this is why I said this story is confusing, because no one knows how the police are getting to these points, just that they are. So what that's telling me is whoever was at this party is talking, they're just not giving away the information needed. I mean, I've heard of this case, and I do know that police are, like, keeping it, their inform they're giving out information but not telling where their information is coming from so they have to have like an inside informant or something or somebody that was at this party that saw her and saw what happened to her but isn't actually telling them who the people are i am so lost i know can i help what party I don't even remember hearing about a party. I thought she got abducted from a shopping mall at like quarter to eight in the morning. And taken to a house party in Oneida. That's why Sarah, that's why I was questioned at what time of day this was. Because who goes to a house party at almost 8 a.m.? Okay. So. It's on an Indian reservation, first of all. So police, it's, there's different rules for police to actually search and talk to people and things like that. There is literally just an Oneida Police Department, but it's technically in Madison County. But Madison County Police can't work without Oneida Police. Because so, it's a reservation. Because it's a reservation. Gotcha. So it's basically... The this police department is getting information and they're maybe sharing it with this other one or right. not or I mean and that could be exactly what's happening is like this police force on the reservation is getting information and they're only they're protecting their people still but giving 
the regular police in this county tips and information to try to find her body to try to find her body because because people from what i've read about it people have seen this girl saw this girl at this house party they know four dudes picked her up hitchhiking and brought her here but nobody's saying where her body is or where she is if she's still alive kind of a deal do they know who these four guys are did they talk to them so they think that she was raped and murdered at a house party on the oneida indian nation territory not too long after she was last spotted so they think that it happened pretty quickly they did a search on the oneida territory in june of 2001 after getting a tip but only recovered animal bones we took it all we brought them to our land an endless night ember hot and icy cold the rage of the earth we made this curse carved it in the blood on our backs we did not see we could not but she did and in the end what will i become senwa saga hellblade 2 play it now with game pass by october 2001 Doug Bailey, the Madison County undersheriff, said they had suspects in Tammy's possible murder, and those people know they are suspects. So, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they actually think they know who did it. They just don't have a body or anything to prove it. Police never released the name of those suspects publicly, because why, why would they? They also weren't all members of the Oneida Indian Nation, so that means that they were outs- like outsiders at this party. It becomes like a tricky situation when it's a Native American land because they have their own rules and their own stuff, and for th- the Madison County police to even search that area, they had to get permission from the chief. And if he would have said no, there would have been nothing they could do. And I know the articles I've seen about this, they got a tip that her body was buried in, like it was put inside of a car and buried into an old pond. And that's the only part of that land they got to search. Well, they got to do the woods too, around there. There were at least a dozen witnesses in the home at the time of her possible murder, according to police. Whoever might have done this is believed to be still living in the area. Like, as of 2001, they still think that they're living there. Hmm. Even though Tammy's case will be, uh, it has to be prosecuted by a federal government because it's on the Indian Nation property, they can't do so without her body. Like, they have to have the body or they cannot prosecute anyone because it was on the Indian Nation territory. A man's wallet was anonymously turned over to the police and is believed to be connected to Tammy's vanishing. It was turned over just days after her disappearance and was originally found on the territory. The authorities would like to for whoever turned it in to get in touch with them so that they could ask them uh, some questions. They 
in an article quoted, like in an article from 2016, it was quoted, I want to stress this individual is not in trouble, but we still want to talk to them and are very interested in what they have to say about the wallet. We realized that this was a long time ago, but we believe this wallet is directly connected to this investigation. Hmm. The police have also never announced who the wallet belonged to, uh, just that whoever dropped it off, they might not think it's much, but it could be the final piece that we need to solve this. So they would really like whoever found that wallet to talk to them because it could lead to finding her body. In 2002, the names of two suspects had, uh, the names of two suspects and a note had been written on one of Tammy's reward flyers that had been put up in a guy, a gal, and a laundromat in Vernon, New York. That's the name of it. A guy, a gal, and a laundromat. Okay. That's the name of the laundromat. Yes, that's the yeah. name of the laundromat that this flyer was in that they, that someone, like, wrote a whole-ass note and two of the suspect's names on. Uh, how far is that from the reservation? I don't know, because this is the only time Vernon, New York, is ever mentioned. In June 2002, investigators turned to the public begging for pictures of the Indian Territory and any junker car from 1981. So they just want pictures of the actual Indian Territory so that maybe they can figure out where to look. They said that Tammy's body might have ended up in one of the cars right after she was murdered, but they're probably, but that her body probably wasn't in it still, just that it would have left behind evidence that could still be there. Police did a search of a gravel lot on the territory around Shackovee Culture Center. Nothing came of this. They found a pond in the area that had been filled in with, like, concrete or dirt or whatever. And the Madison County Sheriff's deputies dug it up trying to see if the car was, like, buried under it. But again, nothing came of this. May 2004, an investigation was done at uh, Union Street on Route 46 near Oneida Nation. No clues were found. They, they just keep getting these random tips and just searching. They're taking any tip they have and they're, they're going off of it. Which is pretty amazing considering the fact that she went missing in the 80s. Yeah, and they're and still we're searching. All, we're up in the 2000s and they're st- still following every lead to try to find her. It's pretty impressive. Absolutely. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. A search was done on what may have been her remains they found in the woods on Oneida Nation in March 2016, but there was no information released on whether or not it was her. I'm going to say no since she's still on the missing persons list because if they had that in 2016, she would have been removed from the FBI list. I'm pretty sure they found out it wasn't her. That's what I'm saying. I don't think it was her. But I hate to leave you all there, That's all the information I could gather on this. I do feel like if police are this close, someone out there might actually want to help. 
and maybe solve her missing persons case, which is why I really wanted to cover it, even though it was confusing, and I'm sorry about that. So if you have any information on Tammy Mahoney's disappearance or possible murder, please contact the Madison Sheriff's Department at 315-366-2289 or the Oneida Police Department at 315-363-9111. At the time of Tammy Mahoney's disappearance, she had brown hair, green eyes, freckles, her ears were pierced. She also weighed 130 pounds and was at least 5'3". There's also a $40,000 reward for any information leading to finding her. So, there you have it. I feel like it sucks that there's people with information, but because they don't have her body, they can't prosecute these people who they think did it. And they're not even allowed to, like, release their names. I was going to say, to me, it sounds like they have a pretty good idea that she is not just a missing persons anymore. Mm -hmm. So she's technically would be an unsolved Unsolved murder. But but they just haven't found her body is why they're still considering it a missing persons. But... It's kind of shitty, yeah, that they're continuously getting tips that's leading them absolutely nowhere. Yeah. I would like to say that even in uh, 2022, these police departments will take any tip you may have. They are still openly investigating her case. And yes, even though it might be um, uh, an unsolved murder case, they technically cannot classify that because they... They don't have a body. They don't have the body. So we are hoping that you guys can help find her. Personally, I think she's on the reservation somewhere. I mean, I had the thought of like she just stayed on the reservation, you know, like didn't actually want to move. Are you meaning like her body's on the reservation i I mean she could have she could just be living on the reservation and hiding samantha does have a thought there i feel like that would have come out by now because this is what almost 40 years ago that's true i mean that's true some people don't want to be found bobby well think about it this way when someone goes missing on purpose when they disappear themselves and people you know, file these missing person cases with the police and whoever else, when they find that person, they close the case out. Like, if they find the person, the person's like, yeah, no, I know. I left on purpose. Do not tell them where I'm at. They close the case out. Yeah, they close the case. Yeah. So it's no longer an active missing person case. Right, so if they're still actively looking for her, I really then, highly yeah. doubt she's alive and living on the reservation because that would have come out by now. The police have poked around there enough. Someone would have said, yeah, yeah she's over there in so-and-so's house. She lives there now. And they go over and talk yeah. to her and she's like, yeah, I'm good. Don't tell them where I'm at. It would just be as simple as the police saying, we found her. She does not wish to remain in contact with you. No, yeah. we cannot. She is legally an adult. We cannot tell you where she is or anything about her but she is not missing so 
the fact that <laughs> the case is still ongoing, she the I highly doubt if she is still alive. I don't think she's on the reservation. No. If, she, if she's still alive, she would have to be like somewhere completely different where nobody knows she's missing. Yeah. And I mean, that's likely. I mean, but any, it's not. Possible. It's it's not as likely as uh, well, she's an unsolved case. She's an unsolved murder case. I will say that her sister did say that she was a very happy, kind of more bubbly, trusting human being. So surprisingly enough, most people who are going into like large animal stuff are very happy, outgoing people. Just when I read through her case, I was extremely interested because they're so close. Well, if you know anything about this woman's disappearance, the phone number's in the episode. Make sure you call them, give them your tip, and... uh, If you return the wallet, please just talk to them. They don't even really want to know who you are. They just want a phone call. Yeah. So, if you uh, like the episode, let us know. Hop on wherever you're listening, give us five stars, leave a review, share it with your friends, your family. Check out the Facebook, Missing Murdered Haunted Podcast. Look for photos related to this on the Instagram, Missing Murdered Haunted on Instagram. And uh, anyone have anything else they want to add in? No. No. All right. We'll see y'all next week. Bye. 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 Bye.